0: Hello, sexy people. <laughs> Welcome to episode four of season three. If you have just joined us, I am Robin of A Tired Witch on Instagram, and I'm with the beautiful, sexy, sensual, just oh, 12 out of 10 gal, Maria from Maria the Arcane on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, hello. <laughs> Fucking hype, man. Thank over you so here. much for
1: having me. <laughs> I know. I feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so good. Oh, yes i'm gonna you, have you like wake me up in the morning and just say that i yes.
0: you know what i should be your alarm you should be one of those alarms that yeah. you can like put your own like ringtone over and it will just be, be going time to wake up maria Ew, no. <laughs> yeah my wife has an alarm like that i hate it it's, well sorry that's like up is a woman to work of taste? <laughs> sorry she's a woman of taste i don't really understand what the problem is here <laughs>
1: I like to be awoken by chimes and softly oh, playing music. Oh my God.
0: Please. Sorry. No, this will be your intro. You ready? This will be your wake up alarm. Ding, ding, ding. Maria, it's the morning. Time to get in the shower. Is that better? Yes, that's so much better. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> If you have just joined us this week, every single week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how we can use them magically. (laughs) Uh, That being said, ominous. Thank you. It's very ominous. That was the goal. I'm glad that I'm like putting out when I'm trying to, or you're you're, you're catching what I'm putting out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Listen, we all know that expressions are not my strong suits, so just don't worry about it. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) Shh. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Live love. Live love. It's fine. It's really what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got you saying it. <laughs> oh. So magically, I just get it. I just say it so you say it. I'm sorry. Go good. Ahead. Go ahead. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm starting a revolution. Okay. <laughs> Reclaiming it. <laughs> I'm going to make a big white sign, like a banner, and the banner is just going to say Live, Laugh, Love. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, anyway, back to what anyone cares about, which is not Live, Laugh, Love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our nearest full moon that we have coming up is the Virgo full moon. Well, the nearest lunar phase that we have coming up is the Virgo full moon, which is on March 18th in terms of how we can utilize the Virgo full moon this is a really good time to get stuff done. Virgos rule work productivity, tasks, chores organizations, schedules and order this is a good time to focus on spell work that essentially uh, puts you in in, in the, the driver's seat <laughs> of getting shit mm-hmm. done full moons are one of full potential. I know we've talked about this A bunch. You can kind of hone in on that energy for whatever you want. And when we're focusing on it, when it comes to organization and productivity, you might be looking at things like getting a promotion or any kind of job related. Magic, uh, because to get things like a job or a promotion, quite frankly, you have to put in the time, the work, and the routine. The job is not going to find you. Ugh, uh, rude, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We also are going to look at things like cultivating healthy habits, etc. So if you're going to be doing a spell Mm -hmm. work that potentially is going to bring in motivation for yourself, or giving yourself a brand new routine for your life, and you just kind of need that little extra push of focus, this would be a good time to do spell work for that. Um, The only problem with this moon that we might want to be aware of in terms of like the kind of spell work, not necessarily to avoid, but just to be aware of, is that Virgo full moons, we can tend to push ourselves to a point of feeling very overwhelmed. So when we are doing spell work that is focusing on things like our schedule our order our organization etc make sure that you're doing it in a way that is realistic and not trying to bite off more than you can chew otherwise you might be very regretful (laughs) Um, and overwhelmed and we don't want to see that happen so Mm -mm. yes focus on healthy habits yes focus on spell work with organization and motivation but keep it doable and realistic
1: yeah Yeah, I definitely agree on the um, on our Patreon. We have like a monthly outlook sort of thing where I go into like the moon phases and what to expect and some spell work. I think like working on plans and stuff like that and working with spell work relating to plans being fulfilled would be very good this month. Mm -hmm. Like maybe doing a spell jar where you put your plans into like a jar and you put like correspondences like herbs that correspond to that. And then also like success herbs you know, like cinnamon, chamomile, or things like that. Um, but that was one of the things that I mentioned on it, and I think, yeah, just and like working she just on plans that you've been working towards to make course. it so
0: pretty. So, oh, thank you. Pretty messed up, if I'm being honest. I want my articles to look that nice. <laughs> Everybody can tell when it's <laughs> one of my articles versus one of yours. I'm like, here's the information, and you're like, and here's the information, but done so aesthetically pleasing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> look, if I have a chance to be creative, I'm going to go all in.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. It's definitely not a gig You do such a process. good job. <laughs> it's so beautiful. You've done such an amazing job. It's just so funny to me because every single time you do it, I'm like, well, everyone knows which one's Maria's and which one's mine. <laughs> oh, mine is five paragraphs of straight like information. And yours is like, yeah, it's a lot of information, but look how pretty I can do it. <laughs>
1: Look, I stress myself out in the process. (laughs) So is it worth it? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Maybe but I have to do it.
0: (laughs) It was stuff that you didn't create, you do well. Thanks. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) No problem, (laughs) 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 honey. Oh my goodness.
1: So, if you just started listening to us, every podcast we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meaning and then our own interpretations of the cards. Hearing others' opinions helps beginners form their own opinions, or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. So, this week we're talking about death reversed. We actually spoke about this card upright in a previous episode, so I thought especially with today's topic we should bring it up and see what it means to us reversed so there is a lot to say about what we see on this card so bear with me On this card, when it's upright, you'll see death on a horse. You'll note that death is wearing black armor while the horse is white, showing the balance of life. The horse also represents movement towards new beginnings. Death carries a flag with a flower on it. And as we know, when things die and feed the earth... Um, That things die and feed the earth in order for new things to grow. Under the horse, you'll see a fallen king without a crown, which shows to me an exchange of power and how no one can stop death or transformation. A bishop stands in front of death. This can show enlightenment or even the spiritual gain of death and transformation. And the two other beings on this card are kneeling before death. And unlike the king, they are choosing to accept the change. Last but not least, you'll see a familiar scene in the background of the card. The towers from the moon card are represented here. And the sun shines over them rather than the moon. So like everything now is... illuminated by the sun and this to me represents to finally finding our path forward um the keywords to this card reveal um reverse shows resistance to change lack of movement and refusing transformation okay so when this card comes up reversed for me in readings, it shows that someone is holding tightly to what once was. It is similar to like the eight of cups upright or reverse, but there's no chance of coming back or trying to be ignorant of the change we need to make because it's greatly affecting our lives and paths. This is because clinging to the past, especially what is no longer serving us, keeps us stagnant, keeps us from getting closer to our highest version of selves. Um, I see this often in situations of like generational curses, staying in bad relationships, or even when we don't put energy into the things that we want to create for ourselves in our life. But it isn't just limited to those situations. It's different for everyone. But looking, um, transformation in the face can be scary, just like looking at death in the face. Can be scary. It requires a mourning process and inner work. Um, and inner work, and I find that though when we finally follow through with the hard stuff, everything comes into focus. We find that we do have a clear path forward, which is represented in the towers in the background with the sun illuminated them on the card. When um, most of us, you know, most of us will never achieve our highest versions of self in this lifetime. Um, when we, but when we accept death and transformation, we get closer to that. And, you know, when this card is upright, it becomes a level up card. And as I said earlier, you know, when we get closer to our highest version of self, um, uh, oh, wait one second. And as I said earlier, you know, we get higher to our um higher version of self when we um choose to level up rather than remain stagnant. I see, like death reverse paired with the tower card, a lot when the universe and spirit says, you know, it's time for change, and you better believe that they're going to do everything within their power to turn your world upside down to make you see it that you need to accept this change and transformation. So, how do you view this card, Robin dear?
0: I hate this card. I'm gonna straight up honest <laughs> with you. I fucking hate this card. Typically, it's such a call out for me that I need to let something go, and I'm refusing to mm-hmm. do that and oh, I often see this card come up in times when it is a an idea or person or similar that I'm obsessing over. You know, like when mm-hmm. somebody wrongs you or not in, not in my particular case recently at least but in general Mm -hmm. you get broken up with and you're just like still checking their social media and like you're worried about what they're doing and it's like this card comes up and goes let it go (laughs) um it's Mm -hmm. such a call out for me it's a it's a you know this is this chapter of your life this situation is over you're holding on to it you need to let it go like you said it can be scary it can be this lack of control or the loss of the situation both emotionally and physically and yet we're still sat here going "Mm, but I want to see if they're checking my Instagram stories or you know what I mean um Mm -hmm. it's just it's such a call out for me and I hate it because I am actually flawless perfect and wonderful in every way and I do not deserve to be called out in (laughs) such a way I think it's a hate crime (laughs) (laughs) I hate how
1: dare you do
0: <laughs> um so yeah I I really hate this card for that reason. It really sucks. I don't like seeing it. I don't like feeling mm-hmm. so attacked. Um I am a baby and fragile. <laughs> uh and that's why you only own one
1: deck and a bunch of oracle cards that, i mean correct? i don't
0: even think i own a whole deck i think i only own half of a deck i please <laughs> only donate cards up right. to a child in need <laughs> i am the child <laughs> for the Ooh. record i have not gotten a new deck in a really long time just for the record what i know (laughs) who is she well i have made it really clear to people that i like i'm trying to move and i don't want to take on anything new and i know i still need to
1: give you your yule gift well your winter's holster's gift i've been waiting
0: for you to get over there so i can
1: send it to you soon (laughs) soon
0: (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I hate this card. I feel like it should be removed from my line of vision. I think as soon as mm-hmm. I see that card come out, I'm like, all right, enough, enough is enough here. All right, calm down. You're being very loud.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to put this back. No one's solid. I think it's that fine. I should shuffle
0: again and see what else comes up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a really hot topic in our Discord because a few members took a class on it and they were chatting. Um, So we thought today we would talk about said hot topic, which is death. Um, Death is a concept death in magic and just the general i don't know a general overview of death as it were <laughs> um it's been it's just been a really hot topic in the discord and it brought up a really really great conversation in my opinion uh within within that and people started talking about their experiences and their ideas of death and death and magic and so maria and i thought let's talk about that today um, as a lot of you guys know, I specifically work with death in my practice. Maybe you don't know that. I think I think I talk about that enough, right? Do
1: I <laughs> I think so.
0: I think maybe. I think maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I don't. <laughs> Let me know, guys. <laughs> if this is the first time you're hearing about it, uh, hi, my name is Robin. I work with death. That is my that's like what i do in terms of witchcraft i work with spirits i work with uh, la santa muerte um i work with death death is a concept death is a literal all of it death is for the living mm-hmm. after all <laughs> and so today we're going to talk about that and that being said maria what does death mean to you in regards to magic
1: So when you asked me about if we should like talk about this topic, I was so worried. Like I wouldn't have much to say that was like, you know, such a small cog, my practice, but it is an important one that I use more often that at the, at the surface, I immediately thought, I think that is the same for many witches for some, it is a huge part while others for me, I know it's a part of a larger working, Um, which is why so many people don't bring it up too often. And I think, people also have strong opinions when it comes to death magic since we all have different ways of working with it. But just like, you know, the death card is just part of a huge process that in so many parts of our, that is involved in so many parts of our lives, which, you know, definitely extends to our practices as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me specifically, um, I work with like transformative magic, which I do mm. consider death because for to, in order to transform, you know, part of us sometimes has to die, like, yeah. to be left in the past, if that makes sense. Um, and I, I also work with a couple of goddesses that deal with death. And I also work with spirits and do spirit communication and have... Um, <laughs> I involve spirits also in my craft and things like that. So Mm -hmm. how
0: about you? Well, for me, I know that you and I have talked about this uh, a bunch Mm -hmm. privately. I know that I haven't talked about this part so much on the podcast or even on my blog. But for me... Um, death is it is an inevitable and a constant in everyone's life. Uh, using it in the respective mm-hmm. transformation magic, just like you said, uh, I yes. think is really important to recognize mm-hmm. because, in my opinion, aside from like our bodies physically dying, I feel like metaphorically, we all die multiple times in our life. Um, Mm-hmm. I I know that like for example I died the day that my child was born. Mm-hmm. I the old me is not there anymore. There's a new version of Robin exactly. that it, that exists now, and I am mm-hmm. not that person that I was before. And while that is a scary concept and a scary idea, it it is true. I died the day that I became a mother, and I was reborn this new person. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. we die because of traumas that happen to us. Mm-hmm. sometimes that we die because of incredible things that happen to us. but either way, we still mm-hmm. have these massive transformations that come in our life, and I think that the sooner we're able to recognize that um and embrace mm-hmm. it as like a a constant a part of our I don't know our lives. the quicker. Yeah, it's it is kind of like the
1: wheel of fortune in tarot, like yeah. the ebbs and flows, and
0: and it, and it mm-hmm. essentially puts us in this position where we can kind of move forward with knowledge, and knowledge is power, right? Um, yes. I also work with spirits, like we have discussed, and there we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get kind of more into that later. But there is a lot, I believe, of practice and prayer and dedication that comes with Mm -hmm. working with spirits because these are people right now they might not Mm -hmm. be in their their physical self form anymore but that isn't to say that they aren't still people (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and in my practice, like I said, I work with Santa Muerte. And Santa Muerte, the big concept of all of it is that death comes for us all in the end. We're all equal. Mm-hmm. We can all ask for whatever we want because, it, quite frankly, it doesn't matter. We all die at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, it kind of gives us all this very even playing field, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I think makes sense. I think the, for me, the idea of death being far less of a scary concept and instead mm-hmm. far more of an accepted reality that we can then work with and work in knowing, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of power yeah, in like, that.
1: Exactly. I mean, like death is such a big part of everyday life I mean even in nature you know when things mm-hmm. die and rot and decay it feeds our earth so a new life can form it's a necessary cycle that without it we would have flowers in the spring fertile soil and as many of us wish to be immortal and live like thousands of years old you know like death brings new generations new <laughs> ideas and new achievements I know? will never like, die you know? <laughs> <laughs> so... that must be a cancer thing because my wife is the same way
0: <laughs> listen i will never die uh, me and my cat <laughs> will live forever
1: <sighs> yeah uh, but actually it really is of, just a huge necessary thing in
0: life but also speaking of nature a lot of plants and uh, are fungus considered a plant
1: I think so, right? Because okay. you can know, grow fungus.
0: Fungi. I don't know if that's considered a plant or if it's like its own <laughs> special thing. Uh, listen, guys, I'm not a botanist, <laughs> uh, but I'm uncertain if their fungus are considered plants or not. But plants and fungi uh, also have a lot to do with death, like you said. You have that cycle, kind of of. Mm-hmm a living thing dies it becomes rot it becomes decay but then that decay feeds things around it whether by an animal eating that dead creature or by nature taking it back and it becoming fertilizer but even if an animal eats it it then goes through the body system and gets pooped out that becomes fertilizer (laughs) as well and it's 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 all becoming this like one large circle right Mm-hmm. Um, and then simultaneously we have things like plants and fungi that become literal representations and metaphorical representations of death. I mean, you think of Persephone, mm-hmm. we have the pomegranate, yes. right? Which is mm-hmm. a symbol mm-hmm. of death, a repeating symbol of death. We have things and like... And accept,
1: I, yeah, like accepting transformation.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we have like... Mm-hmm. Cultural, cultural, um, uh, I want to say practices, but I don't mean in the magical sense. I mean in kind of like the cultural ritual of things such as funerary wreaths and plants you put out on somebody's grave. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. No, uh, I am totally you this kind of about. symbolic gesture of death as well. The, the, mm-hmm. the gesture of. Yeah. So somehow someone has died, and yet we are planting a rose bush, if you will. Or, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know about you guys, but I, I've had loved ones die, and we go and plant a tree for them, or we, you know, plant a bush, a, a rose bush, or similar yeah like a tree or
1: something it's yeah and yet we've lost someone
0: we've lost someone Mm -hmm. and yet we are doing this kind of rebirth symbolically if you will it's crazy isn't it
1: (laughs) i love that
0: yeah um so
1: how do you use death and spell work Mm.
0: that's a good question um i think it's really it's a good question but it's complicated so first of all For me, things like offerings are a really big part of my practice. Um, Mm -hmm. Witchcraft is ultimately a craft, right? I I know that there's been a lot Mm -hmm. of, like, internet discourse around, like, quote, armchair witches. I'm not going to get into that. Um, You know, however somebody self-identifies is really not my business. Um, But ultimately... For me, a huge part of my craft actually has way more to do with things like offerings and building a relationship and not always doing spell work. Um, I do spell work not that often. I probably do it maybe once a week. Um, For Mm -hmm. me, it's much more about building that, that relationship with offerings, communication, and... A relationship if you will so i do things mm-hmm. regarding death that are very simple keeping out fresh water on my altar for the spirits lighting incense mm-hmm. for my spirits and keeping a candle or a lantern going for them but then i also do a lot mm-hmm. of things that are physical so i take care of gravestones um forgotten mm-hmm. the forgotten dead So these are people that passed away long enough ago that there are no living people to tend to their graves anymore, but not Mm -hmm. so long ago that we're talking about, like ancient civilizations like i'm not an archaeologist um <laughs> uh, but i do stuff like that i'm sure I you have, are Just uh, <laughs> uh, i've done witchy like, indiana jones if you will <laughs> uh literally i'm literally indiana jones guys i am harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I'll do things like Sorry. maintaining <laughs> you're fine. Maintaining forgotten gravestones. I actually got my mom into it at one point, and her and I would take care of these graves that we found that, you know, were kind of forgotten in the woods, and it was a maintenance thing. Um mm-hmm. and it's really important to me. That's a really, really important part of my practice is kind of helping and taking care of the forgotten dead. Um mm-hmm. and then then we have this sort of relationship. And then just as one might call to like a deity, for example, I call to spirits and I ask them to aid Mm -hmm. and assist me in my magic. What about you?
1: Mm -hmm. So I'm much like you on the offerings front. Like um, I have like at my kitchen altar, which to me, like, um, I used to have like my family altar, which was I considered my hearth in my home. But as like I've moved through my pa- practice, I realized my kitchen is my hearth in my home, and I realized Aww. that a bunch of the spirits that I was connecting with, like that's where we gathered, like mm-hmm. in the kitchen, and we would cook together, we would talk, and we would cry, you know. So like it would, it was our place. So now I like I leave my offerings at my kitchen for like every like all the spirits that connect with me and it's our place to like you know to revisit that um feeling of like when they were in when they were alive at least that's how it was in my family you know the whole like kitchen thing but um but that's also the place where any spirit like that is not necessarily like related to me that i leave offerings and stuff at but i try to do that well i have been doing it daily i've actually been keeping up with it so I'm very proud of myself for keeping up with it. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, but, and just like you, like with spell work, whenever, when I, before I do spell work, I always ask my guides and spirits to like, lend me a hand and also the deities I'm working with. But I do make sure to ask that any spirits who are watching over me to lend me a hand in my spell work. And that's why I think it's so important to like leave offerings of like thanks and stuff like that at my altar. Um, daily because they help me all the time not just Mm -hmm. for spell work but other than that um and when it comes to transformation um i do rot jars burning rituals and i even consider shadow work working with death yeah (laughs) <laughs> so, like, okay, okay. Yeah, rot jars are basically, like, compost jars with a magical purpose. Like, I consider what I need to rot and decay that will feed a fresh new start or a new beginning. Like, you know, the important things with these jars is that you use, like, all organic or compostable material. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're writing something out, you need to use, like, unbleached natural paper and non-toxic ink. Like, I try to correspond with, like, the natural ingredients <laughs> to Mm -hmm. what with uh, what my um intention is for lessons like for instance like let's say you are in college and the major you're shooting for is not what you want anymore so you're Mm -hmm. changing directions like i would add an apple to the jar for knowledge like you're changing Mm. where you're directing your knowledge but i just i find rot jars like a great um depiction of death and new beginnings um, and the same with, like, with shadow work, because when we do shadow work, you know, just as you said, like, at the beginning of the po- of this discussion, is that, like, we die all the time. Like, part mm-hmm. of us dies. And I think, like, shadow work helps us move through that, um, where we accept endings and make changes where we need to make changes. Um, so... I try to do like shadow work every single dark moon or whenever when I feel called to do it because sometimes shadow work doesn't align with just the dark moon. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's how I personally work with death.
0: I think a lot lot of people do death work, if you will, um, or magic that deals with death um, without even realizing it a lot of the time. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's something that... Uh, we sometimes incidentally find ourselves in dealing with without necessarily making it a purposeful thing. I actually have found Uh in my life, I've spent probably the last decade working towards doing more sorts of magic that protects me from the dead if you will Mm -hmm. because if you start working with spirits you'll find that they just show up um all the time even when you don't want (laughs) them there (laughs) (laughs) don't know about that yeah yes I don't you know do about
1: that at all
0: uh, <laughs> yes she does um it's something that will come up quite frankly frequently and mm-hmm. especially if you're somebody who's maybe naturally sensitive i guess you could say towards mm-hmm. that sort of thing I, I you know that i don't like the term like natural i was a born witch <laughs> but i do think that people are <laughs> maybe more open to or sensitive towards different things right which are not necessarily witchcraft Mm -hmm. related for example you have people that are psychic mediums that are not witches and i think that that is Mm -hmm. um a really big misnomer that because you are somebody who believes in or talks with the dead that you are somehow spiritual and that is not always the case and is a really big misnomer Uh, Mm -hmm. I know that in my life, I talk with the dead. I have, I see the dead, if you will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes I wish I didn't. (laughs) And I think that (laughs) at least for me and my own personal practice, I have used a lot Mm -hmm. of witchcraft to kind of find the balance between talking with and seeing the dead when I want to versus when I do not want to does that make sense yeah like, i think boundaries yeah, yeah no boundaries. definitely i think
1: boundaries are so important and um learning that like, balance
0: learning the balance yeah between, i find when, <laughs> when you want the spirit because yeah, if you the don't the have your boundaries work.
1: up they're just going to show up all the yeah, time no all thank you the time.
0: and like half the time <laughs> you're like why are you here what do you want and then they just leave and you're like okay they just leave <laughs> all right thanks. thank you thanks for passing through it thank you, you so much It is 3. Me, but I in the morning. it, it is 3 <laughs> 15 in the morning oh, why are you oh, that's here like, with... that's when our
1: gu- that's when our guards are down and so uh, you know like we don't have that conscious like barrier up. that is
0: where the term witching oh. hour comes from did you know that yep and, yeah, the, the, and it's, I think I it's, it's, it depends <laughs> on different schools of thought as to when the witching hour mm-hmm. is. But the idea originated from like the medieval period because it was the only time mm-hmm. of day that there wasn't somebody like actively praying was the thought because everyone's asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when the, the devils could come out to play. Isn't that yeah. interesting?
1: I really like. <laughs> yeah. I think when we're at our most relaxed like even like that's why sometimes we can see them during the day and sometimes why we can't see them during the day is when we're like at our most relaxed then we are like we're paying attention more and we can start to see things but when we're stressed out and stuff like that which a lot of us are more now in days that we don't see them as often Mm -hmm. does that make
0: sense? It does. It really does. Well ultimately what what no go ahead sorry go ahead no no. You. <laughs> i was just want to
1: ask you about like the spirits and um or deities that you work with
0: so i specifically work with santa Marte. um i'm sure people have seen my altar and her presence being there she is the holy dead um there's a lot of um, kind of whitewash misconceptions I guess you could say about her ultimately she Mm -hmm. is she is death man she comes for us and she is um, what's the word unapologetic I guess is the word you can say she's the patron Mm -hmm. saint of narcos and the forgotten um, because she's the great equalizer (laughs) I think that there is a lot of this kind of modern – and by modern, I mean the last few years – misconception that she isn't something to be necessarily afraid of because, you know, Mm -hmm. anyone can work with her and blah, 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 blah. But in reality – She is uh, neutral ground. She is the great equalizer, you know what I'm saying? Which means while Mm -hmm. it can be beautiful and it can be incredible simultaneously, it is unapologetic and she will always say yes. Um, And that is great. That is also really fucking scary because that means that she will also say yes to the things that... Uh, maybe you couldn't ask aren't necessarily
1: for. good for you. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> or good in general. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, <sighs> death and death magic is great if you kind of use it responsibly, in my opinion. And I, I think that there's mm-hmm. been this big movement recently of Santa worthy not being so scary, and it's like, no, she's terrifying. A beautiful, incredible, amazing, uh, I don't know, I don't know the words I'm looking for here, but it is, it is incredible and it is also something to not take lightly, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that 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 if you have a fear of those sort of things, it's probably for a reason and we should respect that. Yeah. Honor it. What about you? Yeah.
1: So the main goddesses I work with in my practice right now are Hecate and Persephone, and they both deal with death in their own way. Hecate is the goddess of the liminal, in between, and the cross- crossroads. There are like a few ways uh, to working with her in regard to death. When we are like stuck or lost, when it comes to our own transformation, we can call upon her to show us the right way of moving forward or even to help us, um, move forward on a path that we know we need to take.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But... In regards to spirits, like, I find that she is great with helping with trapped spirits who don't know exactly how to move forward, especially those who are hurting, who have gone some, through something traumatic. I think she's, like, a great goddess for, like, nurses or those who work in funeral homes or anything that really relates to ushering people to the other side. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the work that you do only strengthens your relationship with her and could even be considering an, considered an offering. Um, as for Persephone, not only is she the goddess of spring, but she is a goddess of death. You know, she re- represents that important duality that we were talking about, about life and death, and how like they're both part of us. She helps us find the beauty in transformation and the importance of dealing like with the hard stuff, our shadow selves, in order to blossom and grow. Um, Persephone also brings up about owning how owning our sexuality can be a hugely transformative experience. It is is part of like the journey from adolescence to adulthood, as Mm -hmm. you know, you said at the beginning of the podcast, that death. And while you may not equate sex to death, you know, it's part of the cycle of life. It is about leaving our old selves behind. I mean, the French call like orgasms, like la la petite amour. I think I said that wrong, but look, petite more but anyways which means little death due to the transformative and renewing and even liminal experience that is like one of the reasons I like like to work with Persephone for like sex magic like after you feel reborn and even that energy can be used to unblock your path and put energy towards growth Um, when it comes to spirits I call upon her to watch like over loved ones who I know who have passed and went to the other side but
0: yeah that's mm-hmm.
1: how the goddesses I work with. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I love that, though. So kind of, I guess, Thank as you. a closing segment, a closing little bit for this segment, I would be really mm. interested to hearing what our listeners... um what they believe in when it regards to death like what what is your take on deck death as it were and i'm gonna open up a poll on spotify because i would like to hear what people have you know their their opinions on death does does this mm-hmm. matter to you is this a part of your practice i mean i'm sure it matters to you death matters to all of us to some varying degree <laughs> but is it a part of your practice and if so what does that look like I think Maria and I would both be really interested in hearing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: especially as you like there's so many different ways to work with death and everyone does it so uniquely. And Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, very interested. Maybe we can share some of these answers on social media obviously with privacy mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. the future. So we would really like to hear that, you guys. So We'd like to hear what your take and your opinions are on this. Or you can email us and we can kind of share it from there. It's your decision, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about this. You know how important this is to me.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs>
1: So Robin, what is stirring your cauldron this week? You made (laughs) me laugh, and I completely broke character. I'm so sorry.
0: Would you like to have a very horny take too? Yes. (laughs) So Robin, what is stirring your cauldron this week? I'm so glad that you asked. Thank you.
1: You're so welcome.
0: Basically, right now, what's stirring my cauldron is when magic works and just spell work in general and like how horny I am for that. Um, So essentially, I did a run devil run spell candle a couple weeks back uh, based off of some situations that were going on behind the scenes, like in my private life that was making me have an aneurysm. And I posted on social media and then my run devil run candle was like jet fucking black. Like jet black. And if you know anything <laughs> about candle work, uh that kind of prayer candle spell work, when they are jet black like that, that mm-hmm. basically says that there is things that are blocking you from this spell being successful. There's just too many things in your ro- oh. your way. Uh
1: or yeah, essentially- but, uh, one second, I make a note real quick yeah. just so people know. Um, like if you add like let's say that your candle's not black the entire time if you have crystals or like herbs just sitting at the bottom oh, and it's yeah, just no, burning absolutely. up yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. So <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. This, this i don't want of of to this, be like i'm yeah, cursed yeah. <laughs> so this kind of spell work candle was only very very lightly mm-hmm. dressed with oil in the beginning and that was it so just yeah. to go off what Maria's saying that kind of mm-hmm. black glass is an indicator of that there was nothing else in the in the candle but like literally like three drops of oil And so I was like, great, 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 great. Um, Especially considering (laughs) what was going on was essentially there was a person that uh, is obsessed with me. Very sad for them. They could do better with obsessions. um, Who essentially was like being really toxic and unkind. And it was just psycho. So I was like, great. So I did a a uh, reversal a triple re- reversal spell um just basically mm-hmm. it's not hexing anyone but it is just sending back essentially um whatever was sent my direction and mm-hmm. this candle is burning so sexy so clear so prist- i like the smallest <laughs> amount of soot at the top of the <laughs> glass at the very beginning and it has been nothing mm-hmm. but clean pristine burning since then So love to see it. Um, Excited to see how that's going to unfold. I don't know. I mean, I have a pretty uh, good idea of why my last candle was like pure black. But I am excited because I feel like there's a little bit more that was going on there than maybe I realized. And I'm just excited to see how that kind of manifests. Remember that sometimes, guys, people didn't hex you. They just sent you back whatever you sent their way. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not any deeper than that. (laughs) So, you know, just be nice. Be a kind person. Don't go out there, you know, doing bad magic if you can't handle the heat when it comes back at you. So I just think that's really sexy and hot and beautiful. And I am very excited about it.
1: <laughs> we love our seven day candles that work. Yes, we do.
0: I'm so horny for yeah. it. It's like. <laughs> You you don't even I can't even put it into words. It's like live laugh love. Um, uh, Yeah, especially like
1: when spell yeah, especially like when spell work. Like you see like you do the spell and then you see immediate like results. You're like oh Oh, yes. yes. Mm. Listen,
0: all I'm gonna say is when I started the run devil run candle, a, a, a person. Okay, a person Mm -hmm. who I thought was maybe involved in it immediately uh, like lost a whole bunch of shit going on in their life. And I was just like, yikes, (laughs) yikes. Okay, (laughs) there's a lot happening here to unpack. But all right, friend again, again, not hexing or cursing anybody, just sending back, returning to sender, if you will. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I love it. 12 out of 10. Anyway, that's what's, <laughs> that's what's stirring my cauldron this week. Just being the most sexy of bitches. <laughs> so, Maria, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? Well, let me tell you. <laughs>
1: so uh we may or may not have talked about this before i'm sure that we have but uh like i don't know just how people judge other people's practices by what they see online and by what others post online i -hmm. think it's important to know that um when someone posts they're only posting the tip of the iceberg even if Mm -hmm. it's just like what they are practicing or even the information that they are giving like someone can't write an entire book and like post it into their captions or anything like that and I think that's important because a lot of people be like would be like you left this out or you did this and it's like you know um witchy online creators do not have like when we don't have the space to write out all that stuff and, like, we're giving what we think is important to share at the time. It's not that we're uneducated about the subject. It's just that...
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, but even if we are uneducated about a subject, it is mm -hmm. literally impossible to put the expectation out there that creators are educated in all things at all times. And if you think Mm -hmm. that a creator has done something wrong, instead of being like, can you believe, why don't you correct them? You know, in a yeah. in a helpful well, this is way. Like, yeah, and this is not about like being
1: right or wrong. Like, if someone's right. like appropriate like uh, doing something super inappropriate, of course, sure. call them out. But I also sure, think yeah. like it's inappropriate. To call out someone being like, well, you didn't do this or <laughs> like, I think it's great to offer more information on your own page about a certain subject. You're like, oh, well, they left this out. Maybe I should write it here. You know, I think it's just when we um, write towards someone else, like, well, what? Oh, <laughs> you know, the whole what about ism like mm-hmm. to add more like I don't know. It's just it just feels so inappropriate and kind of like snarky and Mm -hmm. pretentious to be like, well, I know more than you. So here you go. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think if people put the energy towards their own stuff, I think that would save like so much like witchcraft community related drama, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Like we just I I think think all of us.
0: Mm -hmm. I also think too that like there also is this big pressure on creators to like always take into account every single like person's like path and then educate Mm -hmm. from that perspective instead of educating from like our own perspective if that makes sense exactly I think not again not to condone like appropriative behavior that's not what I'm trying to say I'm trying to say that like for example I don't care about the threefold fucking law i don't care about it at all uh why would i i'm not a wiccan Mm -hmm. and i think it's also been taken massively out of context but anyway that doesn't matter (laughs) So why would I? I am not about do as thou will and yet harm none or whatever. I don't give a shit about that. Why should I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think people
1: forget that all magical practices look different. Like your correspondence to something might not be the same as someone else's. But it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that other person is wrong. Right. Um, And I think we need to take that into consideration before we start Mm -hmm. calling people like I'm so sick of people calling out other people on social media and it's like honestly it makes that person look like a giant like dickhead (laughs) and um you know it's just I don't know I just wish people would be more kind to one another Mm -hmm. and Um, if you're going to educate and you don't think something was representative, uh, was representative in someone else's work, then Mm -hmm. maybe you should take it upon yourself to take up the reins and do it yourself. Not call out the person, not be a butthead, Mm -hmm. but to be like, well, here's my information on the subject while not Mm -hmm. calling that person out, um. But that way that you know we all learn and we learn from each other and uh, we take in those unique views that what people have to offer mm-hmm. um but yeah 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 i just think that everyone has an opinion and everyone <laughs> wants to be loud with their opinion and i think that causes a lot of animosity in the community but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs>
0: What's that expression? All Opinions the are like assholes. <laughs> yeah,
1: everyone has one.
0: <laughs> if you have just joined us this week, every single week we talk about creators that we are loving right now. These are organic and natural organic free rates. <laughs> Free range. (laughs) Cage free. These are cage free finds, guys. Um, these are finds that (laughs) Maria and I have found that we are just liking and vibing with. These are not sponsored posts. Don't fucking stop messaging us to be on the podcast. It's so annoying. Um it's it's really annoying because I feel like we talk (laughs) about it every time. Like Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much you're going to us. Well, they don't listen.
1: So they don't know.
0: Yeah, I know. They don't know. You're right. You're right. You're right. Anyway, um. what creator are you loving right now, my
1: love? So, um,. I'm loving. Um, her handle is Kate below um, below on um, Instagram, mm-hmm. and she's part of the Tamed Wild team, and she does um, a podcast with them too. But I want to talk about her word witch um, rituals and stuff like that. She does so as some of you know i'm really into word witchery like i love like using words of power writing out spells as like spells of their own Mm -hmm. and that's what kate does is that she teaches you how to do that how to um use writing as a form of spell work Mm -hmm. and she like her newsletter that she has like gives you like a prompt to do and things like that. And I just, I just, I find that stuff really interesting and it's great mm-hmm. to see like another creator educating others about it because it's a, Oh no, I find it interesting and I really love doing it myself, but. That's really um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It does Like it's so like she's really into good. like poetry and using that as um, spell work. And it's just, it's so beautiful because I, i love coming up with like chants and stuff like that for when we do rituals and things like that so um and it's important to realize that those are spells of their own like a spell within a spell um (laughs) just like how affirmations are right robin
0: i will kill myself right here on the spot Uh, just kidding guys that was a joke i'm doing just fine um (laughs) so who have you been loving so i have been loving i found them on tiktok i think they're called wallflower scents but they do Uh these candles that are done in like cement like poured cement holders and they've got crystals that they put in there that is like purposefully put in in its own kind of like design but also almost like a like a grid if you will like Mm -hmm. and they'll put sometimes herbs and stuff into the candles themselves but it's like really Mm -hmm. it's done almost like so delicately and minimally but it it's so striking at the same time does that make sense like there's somehow very very little that's going into the spells excuse me the candles Mm -hmm. but simultaneously it's like powerful like it's a powerful image I really like it I think it's so beautiful um yeah I I just think it's really clever and I really like that they're in concrete containers and they're woodwick candles so that's cool I haven't bought one yet but I'm probably going to don't tell my husband (laughs) (laughs) are candles candles
1: the new cards (laughs)
0: literally uh candles are not the new cards but uh he he and i have agreed to not buy ourselves anything like like that right now Uh, and uh, i'm like but what if i just did (laughs) What if I just did? <laughs> what if I have a list to go? So when we're ready, I'm going to buy all these things. You think that I should not have these things? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us today. We hope that you will join us again on Friday, March eighteenth, for our fifth episode of season three. Uh, we're going to have a guest for that episode as well, and we have something very fun planned for it. So I hope you guys so fun like it. <laughs> We are also so doing in-between episodes that are called Coffee Talk. I will be announcing the theme of this month over the weekend, so right after this episode comes out. So you can keep an eye out on our Instagrams or on our Twitter. You can follow us on Coffee and Cauldrons on Twitter or Coffee and Cauldrons pod on Instagram, or you can go to coffeeandcauldrons.com where you can find everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> everything. everything. So, or... You can even join us on our Discord tier, which is First Coven, on Patreon so we can answer your questions in our part two next time. And, 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 if you are loving Coffee and Cauldrons, can you please take a moment and review us on Apple Podcasts or even on Spotify? We would appreciate the reviews because it helps us be seen.
0: Yes. And yeah. We appreciate yeah. those of you who have done it, and we appreciate those of you who will do it. <laughs> now, and if all you the kisses. Join, yeah, all the kisses. And if you join our podcast, or not our podcast, <laughs> hello, you're on our podcast right now. Welcome to it. <laughs> Did you know that, that was happening? <laughs> uh, I wasn't
1: aware. What have we been doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you join our Patreon, you will get to hear us for an additional 30-ish minute episode uh, for being in the tears, casting and up.
1: So again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons with
0: Robin from At a Tired Witch on Instagram.
1: And I'm Rhea from At Maria the Arcane on Instagram. You ready?
0: Hey, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Right. One, what? two, <laughs> three. <Two. laughs> It was perfect, right? <laughs> I right? Know. Was that good? <laughs> it, was awesome. it was on my end. On my end, it was perfect. And so you, you could just I'll shove it. it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>